welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 how are we all doing? I'm, of course, your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. And of course, of course, of course, the site, the YouTube, the Discord, and the Patreon, which is where you can support me if you enjoy anyway. Am I nonsense? Can be found over at pxsausage.com. But enough of that. On today's episode, this week's episode, I will be talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Iron Danger, Mirrored Souls, and Die After Sunset. But before I get to all that, I want to talk a little bit about the site and future content. I have been wanting to do a movie slash TV show related show for a while now. Ever since I stopped talking about that stuff on this show, essentially, which has been a few months, give or take. And I think I've settled on a name, but I am not quite there on exactly how I would like to structure the show. I would want to focus on one particular thing per episode, whether that be a movie or a show. If it was a show, it would probably be the first three or so episodes, unless it was a 22-minute show, which is a 30-minute show, removing commercials. That I would probably do six or so episodes i think the general idea would be two and a half to three hours worth of watching of whatever i'm doing so a three-hour movie three to four episodes of what is traditionally an hour-long show sans commercials or six to eight episodes of a 30-minute show give or take of course But I don't know if I want to do it in a way where I'm hitting something every week and doing a weekly show or if I would prefer and if y'all would prefer having it be more of a movie club type of thing where we pick something for two weeks or maybe even a month. The release schedule for this potential future show still very much up in the air and there is no clear this is when it's going to start if it's ever going to start date either but if we want to do a movie club type of thing then we can release it less frequently pick something and then talk about it of course talk about it via you leaving comments or Post on the site, Discord, etc. That is another idea or way of handling that. And of course, there is also the anime show I still want to bring back as well. But right now, it's just going to be this still, and then attach the backlog. Second runs a new episode at some point. But that is where I fall with all of that. Again, no more streaming. Unless you're a patron at the $5 tier, then you might get some 
bonus streams every now and again, like with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, to jump right into that. I streamed a little bit of that. And... <laughs> so, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of those asynchronous multiplayer games where one person or a team of people play as the baddies, the killers trying to get rid of the other team. And the other team is made up of victims, hopeful survivors, potential survivors who have little means to defend themselves and have to work together, ideally, in order to escape with their lives. Think Friday the 13th, the game, Dead by Daylight, Predator Hunting Grounds, Rop Night, that Ghostbusters game that recently came out with the subtitle I can't remember, which I thought was okay. Even stuff like Evolve to go back earlier. And this is another one of those. It, it seems pretty fitting. It seems like horror franchises really make a good fit for this structure. It would be fun to see uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. One where it was maybe more set up like that Resident Evil game where you play the mastermind, setting traps and saying, I want some zombies to show up here. I want some zombie dogs here. I want to set up a trap here where you can have a lot of fun manipulating these nightmare situations, these, these areas and creating a lot of nightmarish things. That could be a fun game to play. And of course, that Resident Evil game is similar to this as well. As far as the property goes, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, again, it seems very fitting for a game like this. That said, I have very, very, very little experience with it. I have only ever seen maybe the first 15 or so minutes of the first movie, the original movie. Thought it was awful and never watched any more or anything else ever since. And it's not a movie where I think back and say maybe i should give it another shot i'm pretty i'm pretty good i'm pretty confident i watched enough to know i didn't like it so that is the history and the base idea or whatever of the texas chainsaw massacre all that said i fucking hate this game i think this is the worst asynchronous multiplayer game i've ever played and for the record, I've played a fair amount of Friday the 13th, the game. I did an Attack the Backlog episode on it. You can check that out if you want. But I've played a little bit of Dead by, Bay, Dead by Daylight, a little bit of Prop Night, quite, quite a bit of Prop Night, all, all things considered. And some of that Ghostbusters game, yes, that, that as well. And then the Resident Evil one. Evil Dead's another one. I haven't checked that out, though. Another recent-ish game like this. But this is the worst. It's the worst because it seems incredibly imbalanced with the killers being way more advantageous than the victims. It is a 4v3 setup, so there are four survivors, four victims trying to escape and three killers on the opposing side 
one of them has to be Leatherface, and then the others are part of the family, I guess. I know nothing about the property, so I don't know if these are real characters. There's the hitchhiker, sissy, a doctor or butcher dude, and I think that's it, along with Grandpa, who stays topside out in the yard somewhere. It's always different. And what Grandpa does is you feed him blood, which you collect from barrels that are all scattered around the environment. Or whenever you attack a survivor, you'll get some blood off of them that way. You feed Grandpa blood, and then he becomes a sonar so that you can see where the victims are. I think I could not get it to work. I did not understand how it worked. And that's part of the game's problem. The only tutorials that exist in Texas Chainsaw Massacre are two videos showing you both sides, showing you the killer and the victim side. They tell you what you have to do, what you're expected to do as a member of that side, but they don't tell you how to do anything. They don't tell you what any of your actions do. They don't tell you what your abilities do. And there's no playable tutorial no solo offline training setup or way to play against bots on either side so that you can get accustomed to how the game works, how both sides work, how each killer works, how each survivor works. Because they all have their own individual perks that make them a little bit better at this or a little bit better at that. None of that, which is frustrating. It's Friday the 13th has that which is very nice it gives you the ability to learn how levels are set up what you can do in them how abilities work what's good for this situation or that situation really love that about that game that's not here and you just have the one mode and the ability to say i want to play as a killer or survivor or just Throw me in the quickest match possible. I don't care which side I'm on. There's also no time limit that I could see in matches. So if most of the players disconnect and all there is is a survivor and a killer left and the survivor just finds the best hiding spot and you don't know how to utilize grandpa to find them and he's just going around and maybe whenever you're using your abilities that would help you find them, you're not close enough for them to show up. A match should go on and on and on and on. That's not fun. But the game itself is just absolutely miserable. I had zero fun playing it on either side. The first time I played as a killer, my team was a bunch of idiots that just kept trying to kill each other. Not because they were trolling or anything. I think they were just not smart enough to tell the difference between a killer and a survivor. So we did not get anyone. And I thought I killed one of the survivors, but I apparently didn't. My second match, both of my fellow killers dropped and I managed to kill three of the survivors, but one escaped, but that still counted as a win. Another thing that's funny is when a match is over and the killers win, Leatherface does this little dance with his chainsaw 
and it looks like it's just ripped straight from that lightsaber kid meme of him flipping around in his little green screen room or whatever it was. It looks like it's just that put onto Leatherface, which is mildly amusing. I'm sure it's not exactly that. The camera is a mess in part because especially at the beginning of each level, you, you start each level as a survivor, you start it tied up upside down, you gotta free yourself. And you're in these very tight spaces, so the camera is very close up, so you can't see the entire body. And when you're getting chased by a killer, it is so hard to get a grasp of your surroundings, where you can go, where to turn, where there's a quick exit, where there's a little crack in the wall that you can get through, but these killers can't get through, but the killers uh, outside of Leatherface can get through. And it, it, it just seemed, in my limited experience, and I, I'm not going to play anymore because I had such a horrible time with it, it seems so geared towards the killers to be unenjoyable. And I read a, a review that was very glowing on the game that said, you know what I love about this game? I love that the killers are OP because it makes it actually scary. And to me, I thought, fucking, all right, dude, you enjoy that. That does not sound fun to me. I don't sound, I don't like being in a multiplayer game where I am at a literal disadvantage. That's not fun. Because all, all you can do as the survivor is pick up some health pick up a bone shard which I don't know if you can use to defend yourself if a killer gets up on you because I could not find a way of fending off a killer who was slashing at me outside of running away and I didn't even know the killers could run until I started mashing all the buttons and found oh the left bumper that 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 lets them run cool would have liked to have known that game if you taught me how to play the game instead of just saying this is what you do as a killer this is what you do as a survivor And you can also then find key items that allow you to unlock the door so that it can progress to the next area and so on and so forth. A lot of the times as I was playing as a survivor, I found my teammates just hiding and waiting it out. It just was not a good time and made me appreciate Friday the 13th the game more made me appreciate all the other games I played more because every other game of this elk that I played is either more genuinely scary more fun or funny or thrilling or anything other than just frustrating and annoying because that's what the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was for me it wasn't scary. It wasn't tense. It was just fucking frustrating and annoying. Looks all right. I'll give it that. When I killed the victims as a killer, all of their bodies glitched out, which was kind of funny. They'd be spinning around in circles, getting all Twizzler-esque. But I don't recommend it. That said, it is on Game Pass, I believe. So if you like games like this and want to give it a shot and you are a Game Pass subscriber, you can do so for free. So go ahead. Have fun. If you can. Next up, though, we have Iron Danger. This is 
a tactics game that has some interesting ideas, but in execution, they don't come together. And more so than that, the performance along with the limitations to movement lead to a game that feels very uncomfortable to play. I'm playing on Xbox. I believe this came out on PC a while or a little while ago, maybe a lot a while ago, but it's recently got a console release. And to start things off with, the general conceit of the game is that you have this time manipulation ability. So you can rewind and fast forward in time. I think it's along a 16 bar span. And what this allows you to do is in combat situations, you can see where the enemies are moving and time it so that you're able to successfully dodge one of their attacks and then counter or attack them, uh, get a little quick attack on them before they even know you're there. In areas where you're trying to navigate a space that is littered with traps and auto-firing, auto-targeting, giant crossbows, I forget what those are called. It's not just called giant crossbows. You can move and find out when they're going to fire, then do a dodge to get out of the way right as they're firing and manipulate time in that way. If you die, of course, you can rewind to before you die. If you take damage, you can rewind before you took the damage. So there's a lot of min-maxing, a lot of rewinding and shuffling through time to make everything play out as perfectly as possible. Sounds pretty cool. Sounds like a really interesting idea, something that you can have a lot of fun with, but it ends up being way more tedious because you're constantly rewinding back and forth in part because the controls on gamepad aren't super precise so you can accidentally do this or that, something you didn't want to do and that will require you to rewind. Also, because you're in these situations, there's there's just so much, okay, I was a little bit off there. If I, if I rewind and then I just move my character back a fraction, then I will 100% dodge their attack and then be able to counter. And it becomes this back and forth in an excessive way that goes from feeling strategic and interesting to tedious and just just tedious it just it just becomes too much but what really hurts the game more than anything and and in part leads to that aspect of the game being tedious is that movement because this is a grid-based world and everything is grid-based, movement feels very choppy and herky-jerky just based solely on the fact that you can move around freely with the analog stick. However, since the entire world is made up on a grid, exists on a grid and not just one large plane, you are still restricted to grids, individual grids, individual spaces. So you can't just move around freely. You have to move from space to space. That makes it so that 
you you feel like you're just shopping along and, and that leads to the game seeming like there are performance issues but then on top of that i'm pretty sure there are performance issues at least on xbox because it felt like it was performing poorly and this is a series exclusive it's not an xbox one series cross-gen game and that 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 performance stuff could be in part again related to the movement restrictions but it doesn't seem that way i i don't think those restrictions could make it feel this bad and it feels really bad so that alone to me is enough to say this is a hard pass because it just feels really really bad but then like i said the tactics time manipulated mechanics don't feel very good there are puzzle elements where you have to watch how things play out and for instance there's a a part where i had to make some set of stairs show up and in order to do that i had to wait and find out where these two stones would light up and then i would rewind and maneuver my players to fall on top of both of them or they lit up and then they would light up and i would activate another set of stairs and so on It, it just is, is very, very tedious. And I wasn't enjoying myself. And then the performance, general choppiness of movement, etc. Made the whole thing not worth exploring more of to see if that alleviates itself or not. Because it's so uncomfortable to play. But that is Iron Danger. Maybe they'll patch it. Maybe they'll patch it. Next up is Mirrored Souls. This is a game where you are playing two characters at the same time, controlling both of them at the same time. The screen is split down the middle. And when you move left with one character, the other character is moving to the right. And it's always, and it's given the name Mirrored Souls, it's a mirror image of itself. The individual areas that the, the characters in, they're sometimes mirrored usually in these story sections where you're getting a bit of story and dialogue and you're just going up to the top. Those are usually perfectly mirrored. But then in other levels, of course, to make it a more challenging puzzle, they'll be different and you'll have to do things where you manipulate objects, you find parts of the environment that you can walk up against so that you are moving in place while the other characters are actually moving in the distance, etc. And it's fine. The level design wasn't great. It didn't lead to very creative puzzles. This isn't a type of game we've seen a lot of, but I have played similar games. And because of that, so much of this felt like been there, done that. Because again, the puzzle designs, the level design wasn't super creative. It didn't make me go at, at all at one point. Oh, wow. This is, that was a great level. I was just kind of going through the motions level after level uh, until I eventually finished chapter one, which was immediate. There are a lot of levels in chapter one. I'm not sure how long the game is in general, but the first chapter was maybe made up of 30, 30 to 40 levels. 
And it just, it never, it never stopped. My my time with the game, at no point did I ever stop and think about what I was doing because it just felt like I was going through the motions. And I, I never again ever got to a level where I thought, ooh, that was, that was very well done. It's just like, oh, boom, that one's done. Oh, this one's done. Oh, that one's done. Again, only play through the first chapter. That could change. But I didn't see much drive to want to see where the the game was going. And the story did not do anything to make me interested in that as well. So. If, if, you, if, you, if you like games like that, we don't get a lot of them. So sure, go check it out. But it didn't do much for me. And then the last game I played was Die After Sunset. This is a roguelite. I, I don't know. What this game feels like, the way it works is that you, you, you do little runs. You get thrown into an area with a time limit where you're waiting for sunset to happen, which is when the boss will show up. You get to the boss area and you fight the boss and then you move on to the next level. In the time you're waiting for the boss to show up, you go around these environments, very bright and colorful. Very, very colorful game. You're going around, killing all these little monsters, doing events that will get you chess that allow you to upgrade your character for that run specifically, give yourself more damage, more health, more energy and so on and so forth. The story is these monsters came and they're taking over the world or something. They're called monsters or something. It's something with an M. It's not monsters. It's not munchkins. It's not Mugens. But it's Merkins. I think they might be Merkins. Not a Mer not Merkins. Just Merkins. M-U-R-K-I-N. Maybe. But you do all that and then do the boss, move on to the next level, so on and so forth. You die eventually at some point. You go back to your apartment. You can upgrade your character's stats, their health, stuff of that nature, uh, attack, and so on. Or get some abilities, like being able to suck up dropped resources from further away better defensive abilities etc and there are three characters to play from one at the start then you'll unlock the others I'm not sure how I unlocked the third one but I did check out the, the second one who has a more machine gun-esque main weapon And that's all you're doing. You're just doing run after run after run in these areas. And the thing about the game is, one, it feels a lot like the save the world mode from Fortnite. So that original single player mode, well, that single player or cooperative mode, it feels very much like that. There's no building or anything like that, but just the way you're going to these levels running across regular enemies that are strolling around and then getting into situations where you do a little event 
and then you're fighting off waves of enemies or tasked to complete some objective, the objectives become very repetitive very quickly. And the enemies aren't super interesting. But what really kills this game is that it feels horrible as a shooter. This is a third person shooter and it feels awful. Some of the reviews claim there was no aim assist. There is aim assist. The aim assist feels inconsistent. It, it feels like you could be the same distance away from an enemy with your crosshair. Pull the left trigger for ADS and it will sometimes snap to them. Sometimes it won't. It, it could just be in my head. It could be a bug. It could be whatever, but it felt inconsistent. More so than that, though, is the fact that the settings for sensitivity are singular. You can just change the overall sensitivity settings. You can't change it for ADS versus general camera movement and so on. And because of that, the, the game feels really, really bad. Because I want the game to be way more sensitive when not ADSing, but if I bump up the a uh, the sensitivity so that being able to manipulate the camera and all of that is very fluid and gives me a lot of freedom of movement then the ads becomes a fucking absolute loose shit show so if i drop down the sensitivity i can make that feel a little bit better but even when i dropped it down it still didn't feel quite that good then the camera moves at a snail's pace so that it's really hard in certain situations to see what the hell's going on because the camera is just taking its sweet time to rotate around, rotate around. So there needs to be a more broken down setting, uh, settings for sensitivity, just in general. But the game... It, 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 it's not doing anything super special or unique. And it feels like a game that maybe would have been more interesting had it come out five years ago or longer. But at this point, there have been many games of this nature that do what it's doing better. Even just going back and playing the Save the World mode in, the for in, in Fortnite, I would recommend. But I think of stuff like, because it's, it's not quite the same structure-wise, but I think of stuff like Gunfire Reborn, Robo, which is currently in, still in early access, that Robo game I played. There's just, there, there's so much out there, and Die After Sunset doesn't do anything super special to make its place to, to make it feel like it's really cemented its place in the space of video games so yeah Dr. Sunset did not really do much for me sadly none of these games were really clicking with me to varying extents to, for varying reasons some of them performance was a real problem performance in die after sunset overall okay seemed a little 
at times. But again, that I think could have been related to the sensitivity and trying to fiddle with that and find a sweet spot that I can never find because, again, having sensitivity be a singular thing that works for everything and not breaking it down for this part of the game and this part of the, the, the game seems like a really weird oversight. But that is again Die After Sunset. And that is it. That is all. That will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to support me and my nonsense, you can do so over at patreon.com slash PXS. And speaking of that, along with the Patreon, you can find the site, the YouTube, the Discord, and so many other links over at PXSausage.com. Com. That is again pxsausage.com and the Patreon is patreon.com slash pxs. But that is it. That is all. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here show, this here episode, and I hope you have both a wonderful rest of your day, a lovely rest of your week, and a fantastic weekend. But for now, adios, arrivederci. Bye. Oh.